The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. There's a movie apparently that's doing rather well at the awards called The Banshees of Inishir, and you may not have heard about it, there hasn't been an awful lot of coverage. However, it is some time since we have had one that has done this kind of business. And of course, it is showing wonderful sceneries from, I'm going to say Inishmore and somewhere else, Ackle, I think as well. And we get to go, look, aren't we a lovely place? And the Americans fall in love with Colin Farrell all over again. So John Fardy, him who is the presenter of Screen Time here on News Talk, has been looking back at the movies over the years that could contend with the Banshees for the capacity to make us famous globally. And we all know where we have to start, John. The Quiet Man. Indeed. And oh, sorry, just in your wonderful preamble, we should mention on Colleen Kuhn, which is up for BAFTAs and may be nominated for Best International Film on Tuesday. It's long listed. It's an Irish language movie and it's gorgeous. And I'm hoping that will be part of this year's Irish story. Let's get to The Quiet Man. Let's remind ourselves of it first. It's a bold one you are. And who gave you leave to be kissing me? So you can talk. Yes, I can. I will and I do. More than talk you'll be getting if you step a step closer to me. Don't worry, you got a wallop. You'll get over it, I'm thinking. Well, some things a man doesn't get over so easy. Like what, supposing? Like the sight of a girl coming through the fields with the sun on her hair. Whatever about her accent, you gotta love John Wayne. Yeah, the thing about The Quiet Man is it's not as bad as you may remember. I caused to watch it last year. Look, it's about an Ireland that never existed. It's a, it, it existed in an American brochure to come and see Ireland. And it's paddywhackery up to the hilt. But there is actually a lot of charm in it. Maureen O'Hara is on sparkling form in it. John Wayne is fine. Uh, he's being John Wayne in it, but Barry Fitzgerald is the great kind of matchmaker in it and, and the guy who's working, because if people don't know, this guy's come back, he's a boxer, he's going to end up at Maureen O'Hara in the west of Ireland, all that kind of malarkey, but Barry Fitzgerald is the key in it. You rewatch it now, you realise this is actually an okay movie. You know, I heard Jim Sheridan once interview or introduce Darby O'Gill and the Little People, which isn't a very good movie, right? But he said, you know, we need to relax about this stuff. Like in England, they embrace their stereotypes with four weddings and a funeral. We should do the same as well. So I'm saying, let's embrace the quiet man. It's not as bad as you thought. And it did a lot for Ireland. It's funny you say this. I was driving in through town this morning as you come through College Green. Sitting in College Green, idling, waiting to collect people is the big giant paddy wagon bus with leprechauns all down the side of it. You sort of have to think, Fair play, lads. Exactly. You know, you're leaning into it yeah. and making a fortune while and you I'm do. And I'm sure they'll stop at the Quiet Man Cottage in Kong. So which is the first movie then that you think was creditable and decent as well as having that kind of international effect? Well, oddly enough, John Ford, who directed The Quiet Man, his last movie was The Dead, which is based on James Joyce's short story of the same name. And it was John Ford's last movie. He was very ill making it. Angelica Houston is in it. The great now deceased Colin McCann is in it. And it's one of the most beautiful Irish movies ever made and has one of the best closing scenes ever. I don't know if you know the story from The Dead, but it or The Dead from Dubliners, it's a long dinner party and really the meat and potatoes of it, if you pardon the food pun, is right at the end. And it's just the last 10 minutes of The Dead by John Ford is one of the best pieces of Irish cinema ever. And I know it is heresy to say Dubliners is one of the best pieces of Joyce's work before he went to where everybody else loves but there's no reason for 
Did we, oh, I don't come think we have time on. to let's get not, into that let's, now. Let's, we? we're, we're putting this to one side. Now, what's interesting is The Dead was 87. That's quite a gap. Yeah. That's 30 years before you're saying there's one no, that no, you... There were other great Irish movies. There's a movie called Korea by Cahill Black, but it probably didn't put Ireland on the scene. When it began, and I think when you can almost trace Ireland's modern contemporary cinema culture back to, is My Left Foot. Because I think you and I are of a similar vintage. You know, My Left Foot coincided with a time of like... The Joshua Tree. Now I'm getting my years slightly mixed up, but but in that ballpark, uh, Euro '88 was coming as well. And when Daniel Day Lewis and there was this whole thing: is he English? Is he Irish? He felt very Irish to us. And Brenda Ficker, who was definitely Irish, stood up on a stage in the Dolby Theatre in LA and received Oscars for an Irish movie. In a way, that was kind of ground zero for the Irish film industry, and it all changed then and and a terrible beauty was born you know we have of course a clip of my left foot i love you Eileen. and i love you christy no i really love you i love you all that's good i even love peter <laughs> well i'm glad you like peter christy because we're going to get married <clears throat> in six months christy what do you think of that God, I had forgotten that scene and that that's where he goes on. Doesn't he go on to start smacking his head off the table in frustration and anger and rage? Like, it's so good. And the idea of platonic friendships come up and he famously says F Plato, Plato which yeah. I, I absolutely... And that wonderful line of if you come back to the clinic, I'll teach you how to say F properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that performance, even as a child, I remember going, oh my God, it was incredible. And of course, that was the start of one of the most fruitful partnerships in Irish cinema between Jim Sheridan and Daniel Day-Lewis and they were going on to do other brilliant work like In the Name of the Father and stuff and you know oh, Dan- the, the lines like, the more I think about it like that wonderful line of we've been living on porridge for breakfast, lunch and tea and you've had 4.76 up the effing chimney yes ah oh, classic oh, that was Ray McAnally isn't that yeah, right yeah that, that film is a gem and as I say Jim Sheridan and Noel Pearson the producer got together and, and I really think the Irish film business began there and then the other actor in that who deserves great credit was the uh, was it O'Connor who played the boy the young Christie because oh, Day yes. Lewis's performance is yeah. so defining that to some extent but do you remember that scene where he spells yeah. mother on the floor like he was um, fabulous he's a genius and Ray McNally runs out to buy him a pint because he's such a genius yeah it is it is, it is a remarkable film you mentioned um, the um, directorial partnership between uh, Sheridan and Daniel Day-Lewis. The other partnership, of course, with Day-Lewis was him and Neil Jordan. Yeah, well, Neil Jordan and Stephen Ray, I would suggest, is a Sorry. more important partnership. You see, there, I, I, I you, scuffed you, over. You, you did it very nicely. Yeah, I did, didn't I? I believe artists call it scumbling. <laughs> Let's not point out he's a moron and move on. But again, this came in 92 and the Irish film business was up and running The Crying Game, which I don't think it... It's the credit it deserves. Forrest Whitaker plays this British soldier who they treat very badly. And then uh, Stephen Ray gets involved in a strange thing with his possible widow. And it is absolutely stirring as a piece of cinema. All about identity, national identity, gender identity. It's a movie ahead of its time. One we should have mentioned before that, I think, though, is the commitments. Because when My Left Foot came out, 
as wonderful as a film it was, you know, it wasn't a sexy movie, let's say. It, it, it felt like a very Irish movie. The commitments, these cool, young-looking people wanting to do a soul band in the north side of Dublin, that was incredible. It really was. So again, I think that was a huge one. And there was that whole thing you made remember at the time. American audiences didn't understand them. They had to put... Oh, there was a handbook or something, was, wasn't there? Yeah, and it was so cool, though. You know, it was absolutely so cool. So by the mid-90s, Irish cinema was up and running with things like The Commitments you know on the two that you mentioned before that the yeah. My Left Foot and The Crying Game yeah. remember reading Tom Hanks saying that he doesn't believe he could have made Philadelphia now because he's a straight actor and playing gay would have yeah. been inappropriate to some extent could you make those movies now could you make a movie about somebody who is transsexual and not have a transsexual in the role could you have somebody uh, spoiler by the way my apologies yeah. could you have somebody who playing somebody with cerebral palsy who doesn't have it or is that unacceptable now it's problematic for a lot of people so yeah that, that's a good point I had never actually thought about my left foot in that in that vein but yeah it would be it would be problematic to lots of people then we move to the other he tiptoes into this one making sure he got the director right this time the other Jim Sheridan one this being Michael Collins yeah unfortunately that was uh, Neil Jordan but listen you know don't worry about it that's why I'm here I'll just go out you finish this they're actually friends (laughs) and they're very fond of each other Uh, you see Michael Collins right it is a problematic film in some ways it takes liberties with history and Neil Jordan's argument is that you know he was fictionalising things to convey a historical narrative and that it was like making a statue people are always going to have different opinions about it that said we haven't made too many Irish epics. Michael Collins is an Irish epic and it is grounded by, and I've, I don't mind saying it, Liam Neeson's greatest performance ever. He was so good as Michael Collins, as this rough guy who was smart, who was also emotive and feeling. It's absolutely glorious. And if that wasn't enough, I was an extra in it. You were not. I was. What scene are you in? Well, I think you can see me. A lot of people have disagreed. <laughs> There's a crowd scene at the tragedy in Crow Park on Bloody Sunday. And I was in one of the crowd scenes. We filmed it out in Bray Wanderers. I was 20 at the time. I looked fondly upon my youth. And I think you can see me in a scene. Me and two of my buddies went out there. Well, my afternoon is going to be planned out rewatching that. Here's Alan Rickman from Michael Collins. This treaty bars the way to the Republic. <laughs> There you go, Michael Collins starring um, Alan Rickman, um, what's his Neeson, name, Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts yeah. and John Fardy. Yes, yes exactly. John, as always, thank you very much. I'll thank spend you. the ad break trying to learn the difference between Neil Jordan and Jim Sheridan. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.